Hey, Jay Calloway here, pastor of The Gate, and I want to welcome you to the Crowd Decor Weekly Podcast, where you can learn to walk in faith, favor, and a future that is out of this world. Our prayer for you today is that you will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name as you continue in this adventure from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Hope you enjoy the message. Today, I want to talk to you about it being a game of teams. You know, as we've been talking over the last several weeks about gathering together and one of our kind of mantras around here or one of our things that we always say is that we're better together. And I find that to be such an incredible, incredible thought. And yet I believe a lot of times it's better in the words than it is actually in our deeds. That the way that we say it, that we're better together, I think sometimes we find ourselves that the greatest team on the earth is, is the team called me, myself, and I. And in not reality that is the best team, but that's the way sometimes we live. And today I wanna to talk to you about the different components of a team. I wanna to talk to you about the characteristics of a team. I wanna to talk to you about what it means to be a part of a team. You see, our, our name, the church, is The Gate. And that gate, the, the acrostic there, G-A-T-E, we've said it before, but I just wanna remind you of our values. You know, our vision says to take a person from the crowd of the world or to lead a person from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. But our values are what we base our lives on. And our values is first the guard being the, uh, to keep it being a safe place, a place that we can guard and connect. And then uh, the A stands for atmosphere, meaning we want the atmosphere of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We want the atmosphere of the Spirit. In fact, last Sunday, we launched our brand new hub at the Munster campus, and we are so excited about what is happening there, and we got great reports, and we're so excited again to launch out and to, to let you know that every one of our campuses, our Gary campus, our Munster campus, and our Hammond campus have a hub meeting in there where they come in for inspiration, and then they just stay around for the conversation and the, the dialogue and everything. And I, I got a report back. One of our campus leaders just came into the, uh, into the Munster campus. And he said, when I walked into the campus there, I just felt the blessings. I felt the, the, just the presence of God in blessing that area and blessing those people. And that's what that atmosphere is all about, is that it's just an atmosphere of the blessings of God. But then there's the T and it means team. And I, and, and I want to camp on that team idea today. As we're talking about any given Sunday, the best team can get beat by the worst team, or the worst team can beat the best team. And any given day, it comes from the idea of the movie that was, what came out in 1999, and it was about football and all of that. But I want us to understand that this is a game of teams. And, and the E that stands for in gate is the entrance, that we want to have, be an entrance to, for people to find the kingdom of God, to find salvation, all of that. But today I want to really focus on our value as being a team, that we do this together, that we do this in such a way that God will, um, God will uh, uh, allow us to walk side by side, hand in hand, arm in arm, is as it says there in the word of God is that when brothers dwell together, it is good and pleasant and his anointing falls down. 
But there's some ideas about team that I feel are so important. And as a child of God, we always say, today I am a child of God. And we have many hundreds, if not thousands of people throughout the nation all week long saying that today I am a child of God. And I want you to do, I want you to think about it today when we do this, you are linking arms with many people across this region. You're linking arms with many people across this nation and even around the world that are going to proclaim who they are in Christ. And you're not standing alone. You are with others in the body of Christ that are saying the exact same thing. So I want you to say it like you mean it and believe it today. Today I am a child of God. I have faith to move mountains, favor from the King of Kings, and a future that is out of this world. My foundation is the Word of God. My walk is sure. My talk is confident. My attitude is like Christ. Today I will hear the Word of God. Today I will do the will of God. Today I will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you believe it? Praise God. Turn to somebody next to you right there in your hub or wherever you might be at. Give them a high five and say, I believe it for you too. And hey, listen, if you are alone and you're sitting there and maybe you came across this because somebody shared the post or whatever, we want you to know that we're here for you and we want to walk with you as well. And maybe you could just share this post with somebody and saying, hey, this is a message that you need to hear and let's do this together. But I want to talk to you over the next few day, moments about, a, about the, the idea of us being a team, that it's a game of teams. Did you know in every single sport, there is no such thing as a sport of just one person. In fact, I was, uh, I was amazed at, at the last uh, snowboarding half-pipe run of Sean White. For the last 25 years, he has been in either the, in the Olympics or really carving out a brand new sport that happened called snowboarding. Sean White is one of the most incredible snowboarders that has ever lived. In fact, there would be times where he was doing a, a line, if you've ever seen a half pipe in the snow and the snowboarding. In fact, just the other day, I snowboarded for the very first time. And can I say, after the third fall and face planting, I was up and I was able to take it all the way down the hill. But I want you to know something. That, 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 that sport of snowboarding, when that first came out, it was kind of vilified. Nobody wanted to do it. In fact, snowboarders weren't even allowed on the slopes with skiers. When I first went skiing with Vicki and I, and we took a youth group skiing, I remember a couple of the guys were with us in this brand new thing called snowboarding. And they would have to climb up the side of the hill where no one else was. They wouldn't let them on the chairlift. They wouldn't let them on the rope pole. They wouldn't let them anywhere. They had to climb up themselves and go all the way up and snowboard down. And now it is one of the premier Olympic events. And the man that we're talking about today, Sean White, he's there and his name is all over every place. In fact, he has a brand called White Space. Then we hear of the, uh, of, of the man, I think his name was Brian Chan, who got the gold in the, uh, in the skating. Amazing, doing quadruple jumps. We, have a, we, we know some of the greats of Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholas and Sam Snead going way, way back in the golf. You see, we have these sports that are considered sp uh, sports of just, just on their own, whether it be tennis, 
in uh, Billie Jean King way back in the 60s and the 70s or as it goes on through into, into the todays of uh, the Ferrer and, and the different uh, tennis stars that were out there. Uh, I, we remember some of the guys that would just kind of lose their mind when they would and yelling and I think his name was uh, uh, Connor uh, and in all of these different sports and then we have what we call the team sports it would be football and baseball and basketball uh, we have the team sports in, in, in different areas that we would go into. And, and then you have the, the water team sports that you would have as water polo that we think about in the in, uh, Olympics. Volleyball, all of these sand volleyball and the, the, do, the, uh, the doubles. But in all of all the sports, whether you want to look at the ones that are just by themselves and these names are great or you look at the team, in every single aspect, every one of them have a team. Not one of them, even in the lonely sport or the only sports where it's just the one person, did not, they did not just have, have just by themselves. In fact, I thought it was very interesting that after this, I believe it was his fourth Olympic um, uh, trials and the fourth Olympic showing, Sean White went down on his last, his last run for the half pipe. He was in fourth place. He could have made a, a gold. In fact, in the last three Olympics, he, got, he received gold. He earned a gold medal in every Olympics he had been in except this last one. But what I thought was interesting was when he was in that, it, as he was going down for his last run, and you kind of just sensed and felt an era was over of the founders of this brand new sport, they mentioned his coach. Because the last person that talked to him before he went down in the half pipe was his coach. And they said, here comes the great Sean White. In fact, there would be moments of time that every time he would go up into a play, into a, a spiral that he would do or a, a, a 1080 or a 1440 in the twist and all the different things that he would be doing, he found himself being labeled as that it's a signature move of Sean White. There would be moves that would be categorized after him because he was the one inventing them. And yet the last person that talked to him before he went down his last one, after he was at the top of his game, three gold medals, still at age 35, competing for, to get a medal in the Olympics. The last person that talked to him was his coach. The one that was standing next to him was his coach. But you know, I find a lot of times that when we're in this game that we talk about, any given Sunday, any given day, we can be beat, or any given day, we can beat the best. You know what happens? I find ourselves having this idea that, that we can do it on our own. We don't need the coach anymore. We don't need the mom and dad anymore. We don't need those people. We can just go out there. And I find in our society today that the greatest team in a lot of people's minds is the team of me, myself, and I. If I feel it, if I see it, if I think it, then therefore it's right. If, if, I, if I hear it, it's right. If I see it on Facebook, it's right. If I see it in social media, it's right. If I just put out a few little clips or little things out there, well, I saw it there. It could be somebody's highlight reel, but you don't see their, the reality of their cutting room floor. And we base our entire life on just what we think, on just what I think. And that is nowhere anywhere in the Word of God. 
I've heard people even say to me, well, God told me this. And I'm one that would be willing to say that as well. I live my life about what, the way that God guides me and directs me. I live my life according to the ways that he speaks to me. But that doesn't mean that it's just me. It doesn't mean that I'm just going to be there. The Bible says in, in, in Psalm, the first chapter, is that there's mighty oaks that are planted by the, by the river of God. And that, they, that we go in and that a mighty battle is won by the counsel of many. You see, what I see in the word of God is not only do we play that, that there is a game of teams on the field of sports and things that really don't matter in life. Oh, it's great to see that the Rams won the Super Bowl and the stories of, uh, of Matthew Stafford and, and the different uh, Cooper Cup and all of these guys. And they give credit to God in many cases. But in the reality of life, the Super Bowl really doesn't matter. The game of football doesn't really matter. The, tennis, the game of tennis or the, 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 the basketball court for the, uh, for, for the Olympic uh, team doesn't really matter. You see, because there are games in life that do matter. The game of family and the game of marriage. Well, some might even not like it that we call it a game, but in reality, as we talk about it, the game of life has a lot the same things as just the simple institutions of life. There are teams that we have in our lives that we, we have to live by. There's rules that we have to live by. We talked about last week that it's a game of inches or it's, a, it's, it's just one step at a time as the scripture tells us, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little, just putting it together that we just show up. Well, can I tell you that there is no such thing as a self-made man. There's no such thing as being able to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. It's immutably impossible for you to go to a next level by pulling yourself up on the bootstrap. You have to lean up on something that's stronger than yourself. The other day I was climbing around in an attic. And as we did, I realized that I was going through some, some different areas that I needed help. I couldn't just jump over on my own or I couldn't get over that. I had to, I had to hoist myself up by the, by the rafter that was there in front of me. And before I did, I tested it. I made sure that, I could, that it would withstand my weight. You see, I couldn't do it by myself. I had to get something around me. And in the same way in life, we can't do our marriage by ourselves. We can't do church by ourselves. We can't do the things of God by ourselves. It's not just this way of God. It says, he says there that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your might, with all your strength. And he doesn't leave it right there. And your neighbor as yourself. In other words, our vertical is directly connected to the horizontal. The way that we love God will greatly determine the way that we love each other. And the way that we love each other will be a sign of how we love God. It is immutably impossible to divorce the two and just say, it's just me and God. I've heard that so many times in the last probably decade. It's just, I don't need anything else, just me and God. It's the same way as the, is the, uh, the wounded woman in the marriage that's been abused by a man and she says, I don't need a man in my life. But the reality says there that it is not good for man to be alone. Those things haven't changed. It is impossible for us to walk through together because there's a certain anointing that happens when we dwell together that doesn't happen when we try to do it on our own. 
You see, in many cases, we find ourselves saying to others that we just want them to uh, ratify what we say. We want them to agree with what we say. We look and tell them something that, that we feel we want to do, and we will keep going around and find, to finally find someone who agrees with us. We get ourselves into what we call an echo chamber, and we will just get with people that agree. But what happens when we're in this game, and the coach in our life says, no, that's not the way I want you to do it. I want you to do it this way. You see, we have coaches in our life, just like Sean White at the top of his game has still has a coach. Just like uh, Matthew Stafford, he has a coach. In fact, he wasn't even calling his own plays in the, in the Super Bowl. He's at the very top. He's at the pinnacle of his career. He's at the pinnacle of that, and yet he still needs a coach. Not only just one coach, he has the head coach, but then he has the offensive line coach, and then he has quarterback coaches. All of these men and women that are in his life, I was told that, that I would remember one of the things that they were talking about in Tom Brady before he just recently retired. Somebody says, is he going to retire? And I heard one of, one of the commentators says, that'll be up to his wife. And as they were kind of teasing and joking, I will say that there was a huge voice in Tom Brady's life. That if she was willing to go on, he would be willing to go on. The Bible is very clear with Adam and Sarah. It says there that Adam could go no further until Sarah was with him. And too many times we try to do life with, with doing it separately. I've, saw, I've, I've listened to people over the last several, several years as they try to go and there are like two ships passing in the night in their marriage. That there are more roommates than they are husband and wife. And the reality is, is that nowhere in scripture does God say that we're not to do this in a team. That we just do it all by ourselves. Even when those that are walking with us get promoted into heaven. The Bible says that we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses cheering us on. I believe that even though my father has passed on to his reward in heaven, he's still sitting down there, cheer him on, cheer him on. Now, I don't know if this is right or not, but a few weeks ago I was praying and I was saying, praying to God, and I said, oh God, I just thank you so much for what you're guiding me in. I thank you so much for where we're going. Oh, and, and if it's possible, can you just let my dad know to keep cheering? Can you just let him know to keep praying? Can you just let him know to keep cheering on? And I just kind of felt in that sense, I was reminded even as I was praying, that there was this sense that, we're, that, that God was there. And that, he was, that there was a great cloud of witnesses looking down, my papa and my mama Calloway, my grandma and grandpa Moore, and many that have gone on before, even pastors that begin to raise me up as a, as a young buck going through it, that now they're in heaven, that they're going on, keep doing it, Jay, keep going, you can do this. You see, what the reality is this is that we live in a society that tells us that we can pull, we can do everything on ourselves. We live in a society that you don't need anybody sitting back there telling you anything. And yet the word of God is directly opposite of that. It says there to go to many counsel, go to some that are around you, put a group of people around you. It's the team that we have. It's the same way in a family. Can I tell you one of the worst things that you can tell your kids is that they can do anything. 
That they can do whatever they want just to go wherever they want. They can do anything. In reality, we talk almost out of both sides of our mouth in that through Scripture because it says there that God has designed us for a specific purpose, that He's gifted us in certain ways. I realize that I do not have the intellect or I don't have the makeup or the stamina to be a brain surgeon, and it would be ridiculous if I would try. I, can, I know that I can't be a, ma- a high-level calculus mathematician. It's not the way my brain was operated. But I can speak, and I can, I can, bring, about a, and I can bring about things that can bring them down to where people, I can break them out and teach. I can lead and, and, and guide. I can do those things. And so I keep myself in there, you see, because in a team, there's always those areas. And you see, there's a difference between a group and a team. A group is just a group of people getting together, hanging out, having a good time, having something to eat, maybe something to drink and just just hanging out. There's no real real purpose that that group is going to go anywhere with. They're just gathering together and we're just having a good time. But a team has another purpose. You see, everybody on a team has a position. Every team, everyone on a team has a role. They have a specific way of doing things. And when they do that, and they're good at that, then they, are, then they begin to excel. But the one that tries to get outside of that team or outside of that role begins to mess everything else up. It would be like if, if one of the offensive linemen decided that as soon as the ball was hiked, he's going to jump over there and grab the ball and throw it himself. Well, that would mess everything up. Because he would get out of the way and somebody would come, could come in. The defenders could come in. And you see, the same way in the, in the kingdom of God, God has designed you and he's designed me in specific ways that we stay in our lane, that we stay in those areas. But you know what I find a lot of times is, is that now we have guided ourselves in such a way that we can do whatever we want. We can live however we want. We can do this. There's nobody there. Don't tell me what to do. You're not, you're, you're, you're not the one that guides me or tells me. I'm just, uh, it's just me and God. That's all I need. And the reality is that God is continually walking through. You see, even in sports, there's special teams and there's the defensive team and the offensive team. But there's other teams as well that we may not think about, like the coaching team and the referee team, the judging team. I was watching some of the Olympics the other day, and, and one of the team, one of the things is they had to suspend the, the, the uh, skating. It was a speed skating, and they were going around. I think it was the 500-meter speed skate, and one of the guys passed, and it was, in a, it was the wrong way that he should have passed. He shouldn't have passed that way because he caused some guys to fall down, and they slid off into the, in, into the wall, and they called a foul. And the judge had to come in. The ref was there on the thing. They called the foul and, and put it up and suspended the, the race for a moment while the judge re- preview, reviewed the video. A few Several years ago in football, the, the sport that I like to follow, they started doing the replay and, and showing those. And all of a sudden they started getting it accurate and started getting it right. But the reality is, is a lot of times we don't want to submit our things to what we feel we're supposed to be doing. We don't want to submit it to the, to, to the rest. We don't want to submit it to the judges. We don't want to submit it to the, the moms and the dads. We don't even really know all the rules that we're supposed to be uh, operating in. And so therefore, when we don't do it and somebody calls foul, we're like, hey, listen, I don't need that. I don't need you. I don't need this. In reality, what happens is, is we're not playing 
according to the team. I remember when I was raising my kids and my kids would come in and there would be an attitude that they're like, oh, no, 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 no. We don't live by that attitude. We don't. Callaways don't act like that. You know why I could say that? It's because I'm dad. My wife, Vicki, and I, we're mom and dad. We set the rules. We set the boundaries. There's a word that called husband. And that husband was literally meant house band, meaning that it put together the produce of the wheat. It was a farming term. And if you've ever seen wheat that grows out there and they, they call them sheaves and they would be standing up out there. Maybe you see bales of hay. Well, the tie around that, the old term was called husband. It was a house band or a husband. And what it was called, what that was for is to put down the parameters and the boundaries that that, that, that group, that family that was going to hold by. You see, when we're following our children, that's not the way God has called us to do it. I hear, I hear people all the time, well, I just, I'm just going to go do what, my kids, what makes my kids happy. I'm going to do what makes my kids where they want to go. And it was almost as if the moms and dads, the ones that are calling the shot, the one, a wife is a weaver that puts everything into place, takes all of this and creates the atmosphere. Remember, the atmosphere being the presence of God, the husband being the guard that brings it in. But when we start following our children, or we start following everything else that goes down there, we're, we're negating what we're supposed to be. We're negating that we, as husband and wife, as mom and dad, we first submit ourselves to one to another as unto the Lord. The Bible says that we're to kneel and submit ourselves. You see, there's characteristics in the Word of God of a team. And that characteristics of a team is first and foremost of trust. That you have to trust those that are on your team. And if, if you don't trust the coaches, if you don't trust the refs, if you don't trust the position players, if we don't trust all of those that are around, then we're not going to be willing to go on the next play. We're not going to be willing to continue on with that. And the trust is so hugely important that we first trust God. And then we trust who he puts in our lives. But if we don't, if Matthew Stafford didn't trust the play calling of his offensive line of his offensive coordinator, then he would just pick his own play, and then things wouldn't go right. If Matt, if if the coaches on 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 the on the team didn't trust the judges and didn't trust the refs and didn't trust those that are calling it, and if they didn't agree with the with the calls, if they didn't agree with the rules, then we couldn't even play the game. There had to be a level of trust, a level of mutual submission. You see, trust and submission are key. You see, there are rules even on their, on personal conduct in games. I remember when was it, I think his name was, was Connor, Jimmy Connor was, he was the great um, tennis player and he would just lose his mind and he would slam his racket and he would just scream at the refs. In hockey, they have this way where they let them fight. Those are part of the rules that allowed that. But as you know, in football, you're not even allowed to take your helmet off and slam it on the ground or throw or even cause any kind of temper tantrum. I remember when my children were young and they would start to cause, they would start to throw a little bit of a temper tantrum. We learned very, we learned very quickly not to allow our kids to do that. And in the same way on a team, 
We need to submit to those that, that have the rules. of the, God has placed rules and regulations in our lives. But if we're not willing to submit to that, if we're not willing to trust that God has his best for us, that the people that are in our lives have the best for us, then we're not really believing that we can win. You see, I believe that the Dallas Cowboys can win every year. Every single year I come along and I tell Vic, I, I tell my wife Vicky, I said, baby, I think Dallas, this is the year Dallas is going to do it. And she goes, you tell me that every year. Well, I said, of course. Why would I be on the team? Why would, I, why would I root for that team if I didn't think they could win? And the reality, I'm going to give you a little bit of a spoiler alert. At the end, this team that we're on, the team called Jesus, the team, the, the Jesus team, this church team, the thing that we, I believe with all my heart and know with all my heart we win. And I'm going to give you a little spoiler alert. In the end, we win. We win, we win, we win. I love knowing the end of a game. I love knowing the end of a movie. I love knowing the end of the story. In fact, many years ago, Vicky and I were dating. And when we dated, uh, we, I, I, was telling, I was telling the guys the other night when we were gathered together that we went on a date and I was wa we were watching a movie and it just so happened to be one of the Star Wars movies. I loved Star Wars. And so Vicky would always go with me. And so at the, when, in the movie that Yoda, one of the characters in the movie, dies, I just leaned over to Vicky as the credits were starting to roll and as the lights were going down and the movie was beginning to start, I said, oh, by the way, Yoda dies. And she goes, what? She was so upset because I told her the end. I let her know what happened in the end. Well, I'm going to tell you what happens in the end right now. There is a team that you can be on. And it is a team that wins in the end. It may not look like you're winning today. It may not look like you're winning tomorrow. You may feel like all hell is broke against you. But can I tell you, when you sign up for the team that is the, uh, the team of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, he is the coach, he is the judge, he is the ref, he has allowed people to come in and be a part of that. Can I tell you, when we decide that we're going to be a part of a team, we're going to link up with those around us, can I tell you today that we win. We win. We win. It's a game of teams. You can't do it on your own. You may try, but we're to submit ourselves one to another. We're to give our lives one to another. We're to allow those things that God has put upon our hearts to be judged by one another, that we're to confess to one another, that we submit to one another as we together submit to God. So today, I want to just challenge you. If you want to join a team that's going to win, I want to give you an opportunity to, to, to join the most incredible adventure that you possibly could imagine and the, join the team of the kingdom of God. And the only way you can do that is simply by saying this. I confess that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, and I declare that God raised him from the dead. I believe it, I declare it, and I confess it. And when you do that, you join in the team, you suit up, and we walk together in this most amazing, amazing thing. And I want to just invite you to do that today. And if you, are, if you say, Jay, that's what I want, I want that today, that I just invite you to put play, just type in the chat. If you're on our online, maybe you're in a hub, and you're going like, I need to do that. Just talk with somebody in your hub right now. Maybe you're by yourself or you're uh, wherever you might be. If you're on our Facebook or our YouTube, uh, our online church at thegateonline.net, wherever you might be, I invite you to come in and join our team and just simply say,
pray this, say, join the team, join the team, join the team. And when you do that, God will bless you in so many different ways. But say this with me like you mean it and believe it. I'm gonna invite everybody to say it. Say, Lord Jesus, today I join your team. I confess, I declare, I believe, and I proclaim that you are the Son of God, that God raised you from the dead, and today I will walk on your team. I will gather together with those around, and I will walk together as we go forward in the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, listen, if that's you, I just chal- I just am so pra- praising God that you're part of the team and just know that God has put something special in your life that you can walk with, that you can be guided by in Jesus' name. And hey, and before we go, we just want to bless you. And I invite you just to stretch your hands forward and as we go forward that you can be blessed in Jesus' name. And I bless you now. I bless you in your families, your finances, and your friendships. I bless you in your families that your marriages would be lighthouses in the neighborhood and that your children will be blessed to the thousandth generation as you lead them according to the word of God and the ways that he has called you to in the word of God. I bless you in your finances that you'd have more than enough to pay your bills, to pay them on time, and that you would follow him in biblical stewardship and generosity. I bless you now in your friendships that you would be the head and not the tail, the top and not the bottom, that you would be an influencer in this world and not be influenced by it. Now I bless you as you go to be a blessing to all those around you in Jesus' name. Blessings, guys. Go forward and walk in the ways of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Have a great day. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Crowd Decor podcast. We believe this message has inspired you, convicted and challenged and changed you in Jesus' name. And we invite you to partner with us as we reach out and continue to reach out with the message of moving from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ to all of those around you and around the world. And we ask that you visit thegateonline.net slash giving to be a part of this incredible outreach to reaching those for Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. We love you. We appreciate you. And may you have a great, great day.